baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. the phone number on the Chris and Amy show, KMOX. Call anybody whenever you want to around here. Uh, those are uh, those are numbers that if you dial them in order, you can call us and you can send a text message. So you should do it. We're welcome to take your text, or we're happy to, and you're welcome to do it. And this text says, uh, Amy is a passive-aggressive bully. She just called Ranji stupid. And she did. She really did. She called is me dumb because I couldn't do me. But is that passive aggressive? You didn't say if, stupid. You didn't use the word stupid. I said dumb, but also is it passive aggressive if I just say it directly? No, that's direct uh, aggressive. That's aggressive. Yeah. So I'm not passive aggressive. Did you I'm say aggressive. I don't think you used the word dumb though, did you? I said you are the smartest dumb person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You did. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I am the strongest looking weak person. And I'm the smartest. Because I have no strength. No, and you, the thing is, you are smart. It's just, I should say, you're the smartest person that can't do multiplication facts. It's pretty Like bad. seven times three because you are so smart. It's a compliment. Yeah. And Thank you. And also a direct insult. Hey, yesterday we were talking a little bit about the... Um, Trump, no wait, kids for Trump ad. That's, that's right, kids that's love been, Trump. Kids love Trump. Well, not Trump loves kids. No, it wasn't that. that. It was kids love Trump. It, yeah, and um, it was the Mike Huckabee and, ad, which I will just to give people some insight. Um, our text we messages. Well, I don't think we have. Do we have it? I don't, I don't think I don't, we do. We no. We our should have. Our text messages um, mm-hmm. have been. So apparently it's running on the Odyssey app, or it was running on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, because we didn't hear it in studio. And sometimes, a lot of times if you're listening digitally, um, if you're listening on the app or KMOX.com, you're not getting the same advertising. It's just mm-hmm. it, it, just how it works. And it must have been running a lot, and we were getting so many complaints about it. People were texting yeah. in and on Facebook leaving messages like, "That's you got to get rid of that thing. Because it wasn't even just a kidslovetrump.com check it out it was an overtly political message about how the mainstream media is not going to tell you how awesome trump is which okay i guess if i mean sure you're not going to go watch cnn or read the new york times and watch a uh, a tribute or a hagiography about donald trump that's fine but it was how kids need to know about what a great president he is and all of his accomplishments and how amazing he is. And I even went to the website and it, it talks about like, you can learn about primaries and caucuses and how Trump dominates primaries and caucuses. That's not what kids are thinking about. It's not what they care about. And it was very cultish. If, if there had been a kids love Biden website with the same fawning, praise and admiration for Joe Biden, I think people would lose their minds. And I would think it's weird. It's very weird. I would I just it, it's 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 now that it to me is very clearly indoctrination. When you are talking about mm-hmm. I mean all the conversations we have about oh kids being indoctrinated, we need to protect them from that. What do you think this is? 
That's exactly. Yeah. So at any rate, I don't believe it's going to be airing um, because it 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 had a political motivation to it and it wasn't supposed to. That was the intent. They, they, I like to think that we did it. I like uh, to think maybe. that we got it taken down. Maybe, but I I think that it's look uh, it's it's political ads are okay, and there are rules FCC rules about airing candidates' ads, which you I, if I'm not mistaken, we kind of have to if a candidate comes to us and says, "Hey, we're doing as long as it's not um, you know inciting violence or something, we we have to air them." Right. There's a there's a there are rules about it. We can't deny them. And there might be an equal time rule also when Mm -hmm. it comes to political advertising. So I know I know that Debbie, I I know that Debbie Monterey has to field a lot of complaints and questions because the political ads are played during TIAM. And I think people assume KMOX is somehow hand selecting these ads. And that's just not how it works. There are very, very strict rules that we there's certain things that we have to play. And it applies and so, to all the stations yeah. in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this one was very odd. And like you said, it, it's just weird. And, and this is coming from someone who was homeschooled and learned about America and freedom and the founding fathers and had we had patriotic Fourth of July Uh, celebrations and parades and it wasn't unusual to have a tri-cornered hat is that what they were called (laughs) like you know and and like just we joked i think so i'm not sure and the we would joke that the constitution and the founding fathers were our school mascots so i'm not saying you don't teach kids about freedom and the history of our country but for it to be specifically on donald trump who is not a man of character. Even so many Trump voters will say this was not a great man of character. You could ask, I don't know, his first, second or third wife if he was super great to them. And that's the thing is when we're looking at a Donald Trump, it's a political figure and they say, oh, we like his policies. That's why. Then why do you have kidsloveTrump.com? And why is Mike Huckabee sinking to that level? Maybe he was already at that level and I didn't realize it. It just once you start involving kids, it gets creepy. Coming from Huckabee, it seems a little, it seems a little grovelly, mm-hmm. doesn't it? I don't yes. know. Maybe that's not as intense. Maybe there's something else behind it. It just seems grovelly, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, did you see this, Amy? There was a fundraiser yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'd, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Okay. Um, but uh, President Biden was speaking at the fundraiser. And at one point he said, quote, I'm not the gift of all presidents, but I'm sure as hell better than the last guy. I'm not the gift of all presidents. He's saying he's not, you know, I'm not God's gift of presidents, right? Uh, I am. I'm not the gift of all presidents, but I'm sure as hell better than the last guy. (laughs) Well, that I mean, it breaks protocol a little bit. No matter how bad the previous president is, I actually don't recall a current president, a sitting president, so openly mocking or criticizing the previous president. I will say there is something sacred about the office where you don't often hear that. Maybe after the presidency. Not mock Obama? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I guess a real president. Sure I was did. thinking of like a real president I, I guy. I know what you're saying. I know. You're so right. I, I didn't even consider Trump. <laughs> what an idiot I am. I literally was thinking, I was like, Obama didn't do that. Bush didn't do that. Reagan didn't do that. Oh, yeah. Trump, that's all he did. I guess I'm just surprised maybe that 
What, what are you, you don't really see an actually presidential president yeah. mocking the previous guy. It's a little unbecoming because everything Trump did was unbecoming and unpresidential. And that's what he was. He was deserving of all the criticism that he gets. Biden. I don't know if Biden is again, if this is a fastball thing where he lost his fastball and forgot, hey, I probably shouldn't do that. But it's it's unbecoming no matter how bad the previous guy is. Yeah, I I don't care for it. I don't know how I feel about the Vladimir Putin thing either, calling him an SOB in a uh, also it was a, sort of a private event, but it got out there that he said that. And Vladimir Putin's that, yeah. and, and maybe you saw Vladimir Putin was being interviewed by a Russian TV station, yeah. and he went into he, the, the the reporter um, asked him the question. And said, and this was all in Russian, so we're not going to play it here because it doesn't really do you any good. And he he says to Putin, you know, I don't really want to ask you about this. Like he was afraid to bring it up like he might get murdered or something if he did, which is not out of the realm of possibility. So he asks him the question. This is what Biden said about you. Um, You know, he is a president. So what are you thinking? And he goes on this long thing and he said, I think Biden is great for the United States. And he has this weird look, and then he walks away. So I don't know if it's tro- – he's clearly trolling. But the – I know that yesterday we were talking very little about it um, during the Dave Glover show at 1 o'clock, the SOB comment. Yeah. And whether or not he should have said it. I, I – look, Vladimir Putin is very much that. I don't think he is a bad person. So Biden is not wrong. Should he have said it? At a at a an event, a private event, probably not. I don't think yeah. that I would. I don't think there are going to be any real repercussions for it. It's not as if um, Russia is suddenly going to be or decide that they are even more of an enemy of ours right. a, as a result. No, it's there is something to be said for normalcy, decorum, the presidential, not even. It, just presidential traditions and having the presence of mind to act presidentially. <laughs> and Joe Biden has has not done that here. If he were in a private room, in a private conversation, not a private event, because an event is still an event, but if he were in a private conversation and someone said, this is what he said, right. I have no problem with that. That's probably how most president talk presidents talk which privately privately amy he's done that about netanyahu um which is it's gotten out that he has said that but privately he's done and i would have less problem with that than being at an event um i had more problem if we're going to talk about the problems we're having with president when trump praised Xi Jinping and the Great Leap Forward, which saw, I don't know, 40 million deaths in China over the course of the Great Leap Forward. Um, I have more problems with Trump openly praising Kim Jong-un. However, I do hold Biden to a higher standard because I hold everybody to a higher standard than I hold Donald Trump because Donald Trump's brand is chaos and a lack of decorum and petty remarks all the time. With, With Joe Biden, I do think this is it's not a good sign. I, I don't think it's great. That's Amy Marks Cores. We've got Scott Jagow coming up. I'm Chris Ranji. This is the Chris and Amy Show. We love that you're with us on this Friday here on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. 
Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball has been boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's the Chris and Amy show on KMOX. And because it's Friday, we are visiting now with uh, anchor reporter Scott Jagow, who is with us in from the KMOX newsroom. Three good things and roaming St. Louis happens every Sunday morning here on KMOX. And Scott's here to talk about it with us. And don't forget about chat with Stumac. That's one of our uh, newer features. Stumac. Yeah. I, I don't Stewart. think I knew. I didn't you don't know, know this well, oh, man. It's it is it's really good. It's uh every week I just sit down with Stuart McMillan and we just shoot the breeze about some random topic and it is really random, but somehow it we make magic every time. And, <laughs> I don't know. and this week you're talking about the history of throwing shoes at people. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that a great topic? So he he I think he got it from the idea because his wife is from Latin America. Yeah. And it's a tradition in Latin America that mothers throw shoes at their children when they're not happy with them. Well, I'm thinking of the George Bush in... Uh, well, that's... I, we talk about that. Yes. Okay. We talk about and that. And also, when people get married, isn't that a thing that people would sh- it, throw shoes at the car? Yes. What? Well, no. They would actually, in Victorian times, they would throw the shoes at the people on their way to their honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, while they're walking out the church. What? <laughs> And, and and Stu was like, I think we should bring that back because, you know, people stopped throwing rice because birds were getting hurt or something. I don't know. <laughs> and, and then we talk, I don't know, we just uh we just go down all these little rabbit holes about throwing shoes. It's pretty it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. What? I d- okay. But so, every week we do something different. I mean, it could be any topic. One time we did uh Mispronunciation, oh, as, as I pronounce, mispronounce the word mispronunciations. Uh, no, we did mispronunciations of states. And then the next day mm. we did part two, which was mispronunciations of all kinds of words. So mispronunciations of states was Missouri on that list? Yeah, we, we, we right. talked about Missouri and Nevada. It's Nevada. It's Nevada. Right. Nevada. The people in the, people, yeah. A lot of people say Nevada. Because it, it, sh- it looks like it should be Nevada, but it's Nevada. Wait, yeah. Scott, when is this segment on? It's I've us- been out of it. It's okay. It's usually on. It can vary a little bit, but it's okay. normally on Sundays. It's it's early. It's like 6.50 or 7.10. So it's pretty early. Okay. Perfect time to have a conversation like that. Yeah. That's an awesome. Michael no, it Kelly's is, a big fan. Michael Kelly's a big fan of the segment. It's a great segment. And that yeah. is a perfect time, though, Ranj, because people wake up and the people who care about words being mispronounced are the same people that wake up at six on a Sunday and drink coffee. I'm That's... telling you, it's the same group. It's not all we talk about, by the way. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about shoes, throwing shoes this week. So throwing shoes at people, the history of throwing shoes at people. What a funny topic. Yeah. Um, for Roaming St. Louis, Paddle oh, and Pickle yeah. Club. Padel. Padel? Yeah. Padel is a new sport. Oh, it what? was born in Acapulco. Acapulco. Okay. <laughs> another another oh, mispronunciation. Acapulco. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's sort of like squash, sort of like tennis, sort of like racquetball kind of combined. It has four glass walls. And so you can mount the oh, ball off the wall. I've seen this. Yeah. I have seen. A, I just a couple of days ago saw a video of this. So tomorrow, this facility opens in Olivet. It's the biggest in the world. 
It's the biggest padel and pickleball <laughs> facility in the world. I mean, there aren't a ton of padel uh, facilities, so, you know. Yeah. But it's 42,000 square feet. What? It has a bar with huge TVs, six padel courts, eight pickleball courts. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be huge. They've already got members signed up. Uh, you can still get in, but it's uh, it's gonna be a, a big. So, it's we're gonna it's gonna put us on the map for Padel. This is <laughs> this is at uh, in Lake St. Louis on sixty four and three sixty four, right near there. Is is that the place? No, it's in Olivet. Oh, oh, okay. That's the, I'm looking at the Paddle Up Pickleball Club. That's different. Yeah, because it's totally different, and 100% of people are going to think it's Paddle and Pickle. Yeah. Well, it's spelled P-A-D-E-L. I know, but they're going to – I thought it was I, a misspelling. I don't think anybody's going to you know go to jail for mispronouncing that one. But, yeah, Paddle is how you actually pronounce it. Oh, wow. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be the next big sport if it's not shoe throwing. It'll be Padel. 1220 North Price Road. That's it. 1220 North Price Road. Um, exit three off 170. Head north. Turn left on to uh, Olive. Yeah. Thanks for go. the directions. There you go. <laughs> if you want to find out where this place is. People need to know. How else are they going to go? And uh, three good things? Three good things. I, I watched this show this week about people with savant syndrome. And it just is, it keeps going on in my brain. I just keep thinking about it. Like, there was this guy, he was the original Rain Man. He was the inspiration for Rain Man, the movie. Mm. This guy memorized 12,000 books, including the oh Bible. 12,000. <gasps> he could read two pages at once because of the way his eyes work. He could memorize and two pages in eight seconds. I'm not joking. He, I, I, he passed away, but he was incredible. But there are just all these stories. There's a guy, you know, there's people that can play music, any piece of music after hearing it once. Yeah. It's incredible. Mozart was like that. There's another guy who, when he sees a, like a, a landscape or a skyscrape, skyscape, say he's from a plane, he can then land and paint it to down to the exact detail, like how many floors, how mm. many windows. Uh, it's just, I don't know. I just, and what I learned was that Everybody's brain has the capability for some of this stuff. Like there was a guy who was in a car accident and he developed these abilities because he was now accessing a new part of his brain that wasn't available to him before. Oh. And so wow. it is incredible. And, you know, researchers one day, researchers might be able to give everyone some of these abilities. This is interesting to me like the uh, you've heard of the people who have what's called the super autobiographical memory. Mm -hmm. where they can remember everything, every single day of their lives, that if you give them yeah. a date, they'll say, oh, yeah, like March 31st of uh, 1985. They'll say, well, yeah, that was a That Tuesday. was a Wednesday, yeah. It was a there's... Wednesday. It was cloudy that day. Well, there's and one they... guy who can do it for 500 years. He can uh, go back 500 years. What's uh, uh, the actress, uh, Mary Lou Henner? Huh. She has it. She has it, too? Yeah. There's another guy I who did... can do pot. Go ahead. Oh no no! I did a story on hyperpolyglots who are people who can who are fluent in thirty, forty, fifty, or sixty languages. Yep. That same idea. Yep. There's one guy uh, who who memorized pi to twenty two thousand digits. <laughs> then, he, then he learned then he learned Icelandic and went on TV the next day and did a full interview in Icelandic. That's what? awesome. He learned it in like what? a week. Scott Jagow, <laughs> uh, three good things: roaming St. Louis, chats with Stu, Sunday All morning, Sunday morning on KMOX. 
you look at the change we made when he went from left to right, his numbers were significant. I mean, night and day. Um, so he's more comfortable there, and it, he spent the entire winter working on it. Um, I just think he's going to play with more confidence based on the reps. And for him, it's just getting out there more and more. The, the deeper we went into the season, the more comfortable he got. Um, so a full winter of the workload that he's he's done is going to be a key to this. So for me, it's just running him out there and continuing to let him get reps. Yeah. That's Cardinals manager Oliver Marmol talking about his outfielder Jordan Walker, who will be in his second year with the Cardinals. Uh, was one of the top prospects in baseball before the Cardinals brought him to the big league club, and they did that pretty quickly, actually. Um, let's talk some baseball, shall we? Let's go to the Quiver River Electric guest line, and we bring in our very own Mike Claiborne, who is uh, contacting us from Jupiter, Florida, where the Cardinals will start uh, Grapefruit League Baseball tomorrow afternoon. Hello, Klaibs. How are you doing? Hey, well, I'm okay, but uh, Amy and I have a bone to pick with you. We do. Yeah. All right, go for it. Yeah, because uh, we heard that the other day, unsolicited, you just decided to uh, call Dave Glover and tell him how much you appreciate him. Oh, my gosh. I and, This hurt my feelings, yeah. honestly. And you, how much you appreciate him. And, and Amy and I are thinking, well, where the hell's our phone call? We have you on yeah. every week. Well, you know, you guys should already know that. Mm. I didn't think I had to reiterate it with okay. you. If I didn't, if I didn't think well, you guys were doing a good so, job, we so wouldn't be doing this. That argument you're making is the equivalent of, I don't need to tell you I love you because you already know. That's exactly what I was thinking. I still mm-hmm. need someone to tell me they love me. You can't just say okay, it once you need and a hug. assume. Okay, so you you guys need a hug. Yeah, well, okay. not, yeah. not well, from you. From you. Only from people <laughs> who love us. Well, I love you. I love you, but you know, Glover and I, we we've been we've been compadres for a long, long time, and I don't see him enough. So I was thinking about him, and one thing led to another, and he's he's my guy, just like you guys are. Amy, are you We're satisfied with this? Here. We're all family. No, no, no. This is oh, a very okay. political, a very so political to, answer. Do I need to bring brownies to work the next time I come Cake. to the bus? I mean, come in the station or something? Cake would go a long way. Cake, okay. Amy I didn't loves think cake. you were a cake eater. Oh my God, Mike! All she does is eat cake every day, literally every day. She says, yeah. "I wonder if there's cake out in the kitchen." He's every not day. lying. I I did not know that. Yeah, I, I can't, have to get I to know buy, my relatives a little better. I mean, seriously, I buy a birthday cake. It, like it's just me. I live, you know, live alone in my apartment. Buy a birthday cake, put it in my freezer, so that I always have birthday cake. Frozen birthday cake is delicious, but I also just always need cake on hand. You never know when you're gonna need cake. Yeah. And when you need it, you're like, yeah, I need see, it now. I'm not a big sweet eater, but but mm-hmm. I still get all around a good birthday cake or a wedding cake. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll let I'm you. All over that. We're gonna let you off the hook now for for this. So we'll Amy well, and I. I'll look, do. We'll I'll do penance to 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 yeah. get your approval. How about that? So here's what you could do. Tell us how good Jordan Walker is going to be this year. <laughs> I think he's going to be real good. Um, I heard Ollie talking about him. You know, he, we haven't seen anybody like him. I was with him the other day, and I said, "Well, what what what's your, what are your numbers?" He said, "I'm six six and a half. I'm two fifty seven. We've never had anybody that size with that sort of athletic skill." 
That's, and he's continued huge. to work. Yeah. One of the things about him, he's never going to get outworked. Or if he does, it's going to be a very small group of people who can outwork him. I mean, he's been down here since December, and he's at the ballpark like five days a week working with Jose Akendo and some of the other instructors down here, and now Willie McGee is here. Uh, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a real man. He's just 21 years old. That's the thing that's so fascinating about him. Uh, we were talking the other day about just the other hobbies. You know, he's a real huge video game guy, and he's taking up bowling. Oh. And uh, so he's a very well-versed person, but like I said earlier, his work ethic – uh, you see him in the field now. He seems to be more comfortable uh, when they hit fly balls to him. And you have to remember, last year was his first year, full year, playing in the outfield in his life. He never he always played third base all of his life. Mike, so now he makes claims, a transition. Claims. Hold on. Are you eating French fries out are of you, the bag? What are, you, what are you having right now? <laughs> I'm just moving some stuff around. <laughs> You're having lunch right now, aren't but, you? But no, but you know what? That's not a bad idea, French fries. That's not it a sounds bad like idea. You're French fries out of a McDonald's bag while you're driving in your car. Hey, do they have In and Out Burger in Florida? No, they don't. Okay. And and, and that's a travesty. They do have what a burger, steak and shakes. No water mm. burger. Oh. This mm. is a a fast food deprived area. That's they don't because have it's all Jupiter. The yeah. Is that, is that it's uh, a little it's a little hotsy totsy. It's a little Tony for, the blood, for fast food. The blood is truly the blood is truly blue in this community. Yeah. I mean there's there's, there's a lot of a lot of money down here. Hey But uh, no, they don't have they don't have in and out. They don't they like I said there's a steak and shake about twenty miles down the road. Oh yeah. Uh and you know, so you're kinda of stuck. I mean McDonalds is here, they have a great McDonalds. Oh, yeah, of course. I want to ask you, Mike, about the um, Hall of Fame ballot nominees, the Cardinals Hall of Fame. The four of them, Steve Carlton, George Hendrick, Matt Morris, and Edgar Renteria. What are your thoughts on the the candidacy for the Cardinals Hall of Fame for those four? I think the most underrated guy on that list is Edgar Renteria. Thank you. I mean, he was a really good – he was a really good player, in my opinion – Maybe the second best shortstop we've had since Ozzy. Hmm. Think about that. I yeah. mean, we've we've seen yeah. a few shortstops come through here. I mean, there was nothing he couldn't do. He was always graceful about it. His English was better than he ever led on to be. So he didn't do a lot of interviews. But if you got him off to the side, he was a very fascinating person. Uh, he would be my candidate. And I know some people say, well, what about Steve Carlton? Well, Steve Carlton did most of his success with, with Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a very young player when he was with the Cardinals and uh, had a decent season, but I thought he was more effective with Philadelphia. Yeah, and that was going to be my with question career, to, to you, Klaibs, about, you know, if it's a Cardinals Hall of Famer, I, I wanted to know what your perspective was on that. Do they need to have done the bulk of their good work? in a Cardinals uniform, or could it be somebody that, you know, had a Hall of Fame career but came here for two years? Yeah. You know, you can have a career in the guys you but... I think we're, we're losing Klaibs. We're losing Klaibs. Cell, cell service. Oh, there he is. 
We we lost well, you for I mean, a bit, Claves. I, I, I can hear. So, no, I'm 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 not on commission, so I'm just. Yeah, we're we're Claves. Uh, we're having difficulty with the cell service. He must be in one of those places where the alligators eat the towers. I thought maybe he was in a drive-through, and it's messing up with messing our reception. I don't. Of I his don't know. Voice. I don't know what it is. He just needs to own up to it. That he's he's having a snack while he's talking to us. It one hundred percent sounded like French fries out of a bag. Remember how I told you that one time I did a show with Dustin Bufflin? It was a uh, back when I was working in Chicago, and he was with the Blackhawks, and I had to fill in for this. The hockey guy couldn't do the show, so I did it. And uh, we're at this bar broadcasting live, and Bufflin orders mm-hmm. food, and he's eating it. And I I didn't know him at all, and I'm I didn't, and he's huge, and I wasn't going to tell him, hey, dude, stop eating. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, his girlfriend texted him because she was listening and said, yeah. hey, I can hear you. So stop. <laughs> okay, we got you Claves know- back. Oh. Yeah, Claves is with us. I'm back. Hey, there you are. So, um, yeah, I mean, the question I asked you, which we the, the cell service cut out, but I wanted to know if you, if a player to be in the Cardinals Hall of Fame mm-hmm. needs, in your opinion, to have been primarily a Cardinal or most of his good work in a Cardinals uniform as opposed to somewhere else? That's the way I would look at it. Uh, I think, you know, you have, if you're going to be a Cardinal Hall of Famer, it would behoove you to be in a Cardinal uniform for some reasonable period of time. Uh, and, you know, maybe you're on a good team. I mean, like George Hendrick was a good player uh, and was on a world championship team. We haven't had that many right fielders who threw better than George Hendrick, and he was a very fundamentally sound player. Yeah. Uh, he didn't talk to the media, so I think sometimes people kind of overlook him because he was not a vocal person. But as a baseball player, he's a really good one. Yeah, and, and I'm curious to see what will happen there. There is fan voting that will start tomorrow at cardinals.com slash H-O-F, and the voting will go through April 26th. So you have a little bit of time to put your voting in or to put your vote in, and it'll start tomorrow. Cardinals.com slash H-O-F. You ready for baseball tomorrow afternoon? I am ready. Hmm. Uh, All of my compadres, John Rooney's here, Ricky Horton's here, Ben Boyd is here, Jim Jackson's here, and uh, we spent some time together yesterday and some time together this morning, and we are ready to go. Well, we are ready to be listening you know, to some baseball. And, you know, everybody's going to play tomorrow because here's the deal. We, Cardinals have – it's very odd. You open up the season with a split squad game. Yeah. So half the team will be here in Jupiter, and the other half will be in Port St. Lucie t- taking on the New York Mets. Yeah. So everybody's going to be in the pool tomorrow. We'll all have a good swim. All right. James. <laughs> it's good to talk to you. Hey, you know what? Um, now that I know how sensitive you all are, I will take that into account. Uh-huh. And the next time I talk to somebody and not give you all tribute, uh, I won't forget. Trust me. Or, like, maybe you can just text us and say, like, hey, guys, thinking about you. Thinking of you. Miss, thinking miss of you, you. Love you. Love you. Yeah. Smooches. Okay. All right. Yeah. I got you. That wasn't hard, was all it? Right. Not at all. See? You never know when you'll hear from me now. Two o'clock in the morning. Here right. I am. All right. Whatever. I'll probably be up. All right, kids. Have a great... What's the weather like there today? It's nice. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, right now, it is uh, 53 degrees and sunny. Mm-hmm. 79 be in the degrees 60s. here. 79 wow. here. Sunny. 
going to cool off a little bit tomorrow, but it'll be good baseball weather. We are getting, I think it's going to be like 80 degrees on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday next week. Um, it's going to be mm. 80 degrees here in St. Louis. So uh, Sunday, 71, Monday, 76, and Tuesday will be 80 in St. Louis. I have one word. Groovy. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Clay. Not the word I thought he was going to say. Got. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. Have a Thanks, great Clay. rest of your weekend. We'll be, you we'll be too. enjoying the broadcast tomorrow, 11.55. They get started. Cardinals love will it. be right here on KMOX. You know, Ron, speaking of telling people you love them, uh, I know that you said earlier on the show with Hancock and Kelly that you're going to tell someone you love her in 2035. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a saying for Germans, and it says uh, – Tell someone you love them today because life is short, but tell it to them in German because it's also terrifying and confusing. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish I'd have learned German. I really do. Just so you can sound angry all of the time. Yeah. It's It's just, just it's very abrupt. It's such a, it's such a, a halting, abrupt language. And it's like, why, why have a sentence with spaces between words when you can make that entire thought one word? That's or, why you, that's why they don't play Scrabble in Germany. You can't. Or I could have learned French and sound condescending all the time. All the time. That's Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji. You've got KMOX. It is Amy Marks Cores and Chris Ranji today. Amy's with us uh, remotely. Amy, did you um, see the Blues game last night? A, 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 <laughs> A decided win. Uh, they mm-hmm. won four to nothing. But there was the opportunity to get a fifth goal in the game, which was waved off. Which no big deal. They still won, so it doesn't really matter. But in in what was being reviewed as a potential high stick goal, this is the conclusion. The official on the ice, his name is Garrett Rank. This is what it came to. Some good uh, description there from Garrett Rank. <laughs> You're, not You're not gonna, gonna like, like this. It. That's I gotta tell you something. I wish officials had a little bit more personality. And guess what happened when he did that? People booed, but it yeah. totally disarms everybody. It does. It does. And there, there is. I forgot his name now. There is an NHL official who was famous for throwing in anecdotes into the call and it really did disarm people it if anything you kind of looked forward to what he was going to say because yes sports are serious but it's also entertainment it's a show ultimately sports is entertainment and so i think to add a little personality makes it fun i'm sure you got to read the crowd know the moment but if they were up right they're they're yeah, for nothing they were winning the game uh who was the there was a Football official who said well, he's giving him the business. We're, we're gonna we're gonna get to that one, but oh, the sorry. official you were talking about, the mm-hmm. NHL official, were you talking about Wes McCauley? Besides that, he's gonna mix it up with Middleton. Is that the guy you're talking about? For yeah, fighting, yeah. for fighting, he he'll do multiple of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, and you mentioned another great one. This is I I think my all time favorite official call. Um, and this was in a college football game. 
I believe. It was not the NFL. This was a college football game, and um, I still don't know what the penalty is, but he'll tell you. Block in the back as Tom O'Brien looks on. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. Just lay it down. <laughs> I was giving him the business. What? <laughs> In that moment, are you just did you forget what the penalty is and you just I, called it giving know. him the business? I don't know, but I love it. I love it. And was it the NFL where another official said, You can't do that? There was that oh, one. Yes. Uh, I remember that one. <laughs> I know what you're talking something, about. Something, something. You can't do that. Oh, that's so I good. Now that's a chance. 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. Now that's a chant now. <laughs> Maybe it's at professional sports, but it's huge in high school sports where the crowd, if there's a penalty of some sort, they're like, you can't do that. I love that. You can't do that. And I feel like that got bigger after that official call of you can't do that. I got a friend who when he watches hockey and the other team commits a penalty, he always says, cheater, guy's cheating. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. I still miss a little bit different, but the old school blues when we would chant Belfour for Eddie Belfour and you would just yell Belfour. Oh, yeah. For some reason, that was the ultimate name goalie chant. Bigger than all the other little mocking chants. Got a final hour of this show for this week coming up, so you better not miss it. It's the Chris and Amy Show on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.